You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis. We have some exciting news to announce on the show today. We have uh, a game to talk about, another Indians victory, another dramatic victory at that. And then we have, uh, I thought, a mailbag, partially, and maybe some old friend alerts to talk about, uh, specifically looking at some pitchers who are with other teams now. Let's let's not bury the lead. Let's talk about the exciting news. The exciting news is that uh, Locked On is partnering with Tanga Media, if you're not familiar with them, they own WKYC in Cleveland. And once a week, this podcast, you'll still be able to listen to it on here. It'll still be in your feed to listen to digitally. But it is also going to be uh, a visual podcast. You're going to be able to go over to WKYC's site, and uh, my face will be on that website uh, once a week doing a video. I reached out to Justin Lada, who's a, a great friend online, uh, who I've talked with over the years, and he's going to be kind of the co-host on those shows with me. Uh, great to give him more, op- you know, he, he doesn't need more opportunities. He's doing great on his own, but uh, just as someone who I've really gotten along with and had a lot of fun conversations over the years, I thought he would be the perfect person to hop on and talk Indians baseball once a week with me. So you'll get that. Uh, it's not going to change anything else in the feed other than the fact you could choose to go watch us uh, have a talk uh see our faces you can choose to listen to us it'll be the same podcast uh there as it is here it's just a great way to give us more exposure and it's exciting for me to appear on a website or tied to like one of the stations i most remember from my childhood uh wkyc and then uh, for me it was always then wuab because they had it at 10 like those are the two that really stood out for me from my childhood growing up in the area. So that's some fun and exciting news I thought I'd share. And it, I, you know, I'm sure for many of you, it'll be nice to hear someone other than me talk on here. And Justin obviously knows his stuff. So that's something else to look forward to as uh, he and I will figure out that whole schedule. And it should start next week. Uh, I cannot have it start this week because this is the Thursday podcast. I need to record the Friday's podcast and my computer. I've talked about some of my computer issues. My computer is so old. I have to buy a green screen. Zoom will not allow me to use the title card that I need to use with the camera on this computer without a proper green screen. So yes, I have to wait for that green screen to come on Saturday. So we will start next week doing the show. Um, In terms of just other personal business at the front of things, if for some reason there is not a podcast this Friday, I will give some warning now. There is an outside chance of that occurring. I'm having another issue with the pet. Sadly, the you know I got two pets at the same time 13 years ago. The one passed in July from kidney issues, and today one had a massive seizure and is currently uh, doing an overnight at the animal hospital. And we'll see if we can get his levels together. But there is a chance that tomorrow I might be uh, too much of a mess to do a podcast. So. That is the, the personal side of information, a high and a low, as it were. Uh, excited about this new opportunity. It's, it's a really amazing thing for the podcast, and I want to thank all of you for listening because, you know, if we're not pulling in decent numbers, then they wouldn't want to do this. So thank you very much for that. And then also the sadness. I mean, if you've ever had a, a well-loved pet, you know exactly what I've been going through over these past few months. 
Let's talk about baseball now. Let's get into it. So the Indians won today in dramatic fashion. Shane Bieber's final start of the year against Lucas Giolito. This is a game one matchup, and the Indians uh, didn't even have Bieber get to 100 pitches, took him out after five innings, and he pretty much just put the cherry on top of the Cy Young year. It is a you know a chef's kiss type of performance for this entire season. He's a Cy Young. It should be a unanimous uh, victory for Bieber. How about Tristan McKenzie in relief? I thought originally he was going to be the Friday starter because I trusted roster resources instead of uh, doing uh, so much deeper diving. That is on me. But uh, Tristan McKenzie comes in two innings. He's hitting 94, which is really good for him, really effective. And, you know, I've said, I think long term, that is probably where he is best served is in the bullpen. We'll see what happens uh, if he can, the Indians can figure things out as a starter. But I'll be curious to see between him and I feel like him and Quantrell will both get that opportunity uh, to be that fifth starter for this team next year. Some other guys like Moss, Henkes, uh, Eli Morgan, who has to be added to the roster. There's going to be a stable of guys who get an opportunity. So we'll have to see what McKenzie can do. But I don't think it's necessarily the worst thing if he ends up being just a relief ace, a multi-inning death reliever like I talked about Chris Devansky was for the Astros a few years ago. Karen Chalk gives up a run. You know, has a wild pitch. Bieber had two, as a matter of fact, in this one. And, yes, he has had a few more bumps of late. That is fair. But for the most part, he's still been one of the best relievers in baseball. He's a top five rookie for Rookie of the Year. He's been a great reliever. Brad Hand comes in, just shuts the door down again. He's got to be up for, like, the reliever. It's still the Rolades Reliever of the Year award. I'm not sure about that. But he needs to be up for that. It's interesting. The Indians are kind of have something in every... Uh, category for all of their ups and downs and struggles this year. Offensively, Carlos Santana, two hits, a home run. Now, I talked about this earlier that he had had that huge home run drought this season. So he hits a home run uh, Monday, and then he hit one Wednesday. So he hit two and three days. Before those two home runs, his previous two home runs, you have to go back. He had one on the 8th of August, and the other one was the, or the 8th of September, and then the 28th of August. So you're talking like the St. Louis series. That's how far back you have to go to find his previous two home runs. And he hit two in three days. Uh, Unusual, different, I'll take it. He had a multi-hit game, only one for the Indians in this. Jose Ramirez did have two walks. uh, Francisco Lindor with a hit and a walk. And we'll get to Leplo's hit in a minute. Uh, Framil Reyes, a little concerned that he's starting to... It's almost like a a bad bookend. (laughs) Like... He had that great middle season, started out really rough. He's ending kind of rough. Not an ideal situation. Uh, Santana's other hit was a double. Both of his hits coming off of Giolito. Loop low. Did I say it right this time? I've been I've been thinking about it in my head, trying to internalize. Comes in, gets the big home run in the, uh, the ninth inning for the Cleveland Indians. Not the guy you expect. How about Garrett Crochet? We talked about the amazing rookie. Like I said, I not, was not his biggest supporter. I'm very honest about that. But if they keep in this relief role, that's where he uh, could be very dangerous. This Chicago White Sox team, all of a sudden the Indians are two games back of the uh, for the division lead. And it's not out of the realm of possibility. The Indians could move up from that seventh spot and take over a top three spot. Uh, if they continue to play well, because the White Sox are scuffling and they're going to go face the Cubs, a team that is, uh, you know, in a positional battle for the postseason. 
And the Indians go face the Pirates, who are in a positional battle for the first overall pick. So a significantly easier uh, path than the Cleveland Indians. Gio Gonzalez, the pitcher who came in and gave up the home run, I, I don't quite understand putting him out there because he's a lefty. And we know that Luplo kills lefties, so why would you bring in Luplo, or why would you bring in Gio Gonzalez in that situation? Uh, just a really badly managed game in general by Rick uh, Renteria, I believe, is the manager of the White Sox. Like, there's so many issues. For once, like, Sandy, I thought Sandy handled this game pretty well. Like, I don't really have any complaints, uh, by and large, in this one. I, the way everything went, I am cool with that. I uh, don't necessarily love the idea of Delano Shields playing right field ever, but if that's my biggest complaint, I'll take it and move on. Uh, how about leaving in Giolito? Why is he left in for 119 pitches? Like, you know, the, I know it's not been a long season. He's not had a ton of stuff going on, but in many regards, this is a meaningless game. Uh, yes, it can have some how you stack up, and frankly... If you're the White Sox, it's maybe even better to lose because it, it makes it easier to avoid the Indians in the postseason. But, yeah, I don't get, you know, the Indians taking Bieber out after 98 and the White Sox leaving in Giolito for 119 uh, just shows uh, one team that is a little more relaxed and another team where the manager is over-managing uh, late in this one. Indians win. After all their struggles against uh, the Kansas City Royals, of course, now they have a 7-2 to series lead against the White Sox. They will finish the series tomorrow. Uh, try to go for the four-game sweep. We have some fantastic sponsors today, as always, and we want to start out by talking about Indeed.com. I have made my jokes that the Indians should use Indeed to find a new manager. I'm not moving off of that position because Indeed is the number one job site in the world. Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and full control employment flexibility for your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time. There are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockdownMLB. That is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. RockAuto.com. I've talked about Rock Auto since pretty much the baseball season began. I'm going to go to the site right now because I'm having a problem with my car. So I, I open up Rock Auto. I type Ford Fusion 2016 SE because I know all that stuff about my car. And then even from there, now I have Ford Fusion. I have to, is it a turbocharge? No, electric gas, L4, you know, how many liters? So I go and I click on that, and they have uh, all the parts and pieces I can need. Like, uh, let's go look at the wheels. That's where I'm having some problems. Do I need, you know, specific lug nuts? They have a variety. Right now I can go see that uh, I can get blue, I can get red, I can get black. They have wheel nut caps. They have all those parts and pieces you need for your car. And what I like seeing is that it's not like $5.99, $4.99. 
it's 603. Why do I like seeing that? Because I know that if I go and compare it, that their price is 603 because they know they're beating their competition. They're setting prices to beat competition. And that is why you should go to rockauto.com. They even have promotes and promotions and rebates on a separate area where you can see ways to save yourself even more money. So if you need a part for your car or you know there's a piece that you know needs to be replaced, you know it can even be something you can go and look on YouTube. I mean, YouTube is such a great place for finding things. Combine YouTube and Rock Auto, save yourself some money. And when you're at Rock Auto, make sure to tell them in the How'd You Hear About Us box, Locked On, Locked On MLB, Locked On Indians. Just get the Locked On in there so they know that their advertisement helped bring them your eyes. Again, you're going to save yourself money. Do yourself a favor. Go check out rockauto.com today. And if you do buy something, say you heard about it through us. So uh, I feel like that so is now my new pregnant pause after the uh, commercial break i do want to say now that i've added that extra time so if you are someone who fast forwards you're still listening i really need feedback uh because of that new announcement uh and with me just having moved my recording space what does it sound like the last two days how is sound is sound better is it worse is it something i need to worry about please 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 give me feedback on how the sound has been over these last two podcasts i really need that I, uh, I did want to kind of loop back around, just talk about the probables for the next few games, at least what we know out there, since I did mess it up on yesterday's podcast. Go and listen to me be wrong. You can go listen to me be wrong often. Remember, I no, I did pick the Indians to win this one. Uh, I thought tomorrow would be a loss for them. So we'll see. Uh, so far, I'm two for one in this series. We'll see if I go uh, perfect, uh, not perfect, if I can go three for one or if I go 500. But after that, Carlos Carrasco is maintaining that Friday spot that he originally had. Uh, he's not getting pushed back. Aaron Savale is the Saturday starter. Sunday, I'm going to guess it's going to be Plutko. Just leaving it out there. That is my guess. I don't think the Indians are going to add anyone to the roster. They're not going to go out of their way to get someone. So who do you throw there? You had McKenzie. You're already getting him used to more of a relief role. You're not going to necessarily throw him out on Sunday. Sunday is likely to be a game of little value. I mean, maybe there is still something to compete for, so maybe that changes who they go and throw out there, but my guess right now, Adam Pletko for Sunday. Let's hit some of those questions that uh, I talked about. Let's hit the mailbag. The question being uh, from D.B. Sice, talked about Andy before, uh, great inner person I interact with on Twitter, really nice guy a lot. Uh, he has two questions. First, Anderson, Abreu, Ramirez, and Bieber, how is that going to impact MVP voting? I think it's more of an impact on the Chicago White Sox guys because there is this feeling that you don't vote for pitchers. And Bieber was always going to be a hard sell to begin with, so I think it has more of an effect on them. I think Ramirez has a legitimate chance here, especially with the White Sox doing a little bit of a late scuffle. I know you're like, it's just a few games, but in such a short season, a few games can end up becoming more uh, in pe- certain people's minds. You know, there are people who have, you know, the end of the season always matters more than the beginning of the season, and especially with awards, that is what we see to be the case. And he wanted to know about, you know, it's a deep free agent market for shortstops. You've got Marcus Simeon, D.D. Gregarious, and uh, Andrelton Simmons, and how is that going to impact Lindor's trade value? It's a good question for a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, Simeon is also having a down year, like Lindor. Simmons did not have uh, quite the great season, and Gregarious actually had a 
really good rebound year for Philadelphia. If you were listening to uh, the podcast and I was talking about just shortstop production in general, he's had a better year by WRC Plus than Lindor has had. Uh, Simmons, you might have seen his name pop up because he just decided to opt out of the final few games of the season. The Angels were actually playing pretty well down the stretch, so we'll see. That was it, was, it surprised people, let's put it that way. Now, there is talk the Angels will have some changeover at the top of their of their management structure. That is also something we shall wait to see. But when it comes down to Simmons, he was not uh, only 30 games this year. The defensive production didn't quite measure up to what we've seen in the past. And la- the year before, he was a pretty awful hitter in 2019. Only played in 100 games that year. He's... He, you know, from 2013 to 2018, he's good for about 130 games, 135, 140 games on average. Defense is always best in the league. Offense kind of varied from below average to average. As that type of player gets older, you know, he's going to be 32. Uh, I'm sorry, he'll be. He is 31. He recently turned 31. So you're signing him for his age 31 slash 32 season. I don't know what type of contract he can get on the open market just because of age and, you know, the injury history of the past two years, uh, having missed some time, significant amounts of both seasons. I I don't think he'll have a huge impact, but, you know, Marcus Simeon, one could make the case last year, was every bit what Lindor was. He has not had that season this year at all. Uh, that could definitely pull back his value. I'll be curious to see what he gets on the open market and who are going to be chasing these players right now. You know, who are going to be the teams that are willing to spend? And that could be the Indians' advantage, depending on what Lindor's arbitration number is. Uh, Because if you are a team, one year of Lindor at a high cost has value, but maybe not as much as... uh, it would in a typical year where there aren't the monetary concerns. So Marcus Simeon, 2019, he had a 137 WRC+. plus. His next highest score ever before that year was a 98. He has been 91, 97, 98, 97, 96, 137. This year he's back to a 93. Uh, he's just not going to get value because it seems like there's this one outlier season that is the, the primary value in his production. DD is probably the top free agent shortstop just because there is a history of success there and if he doesn't get hurt heading into uh, free agency last year it's a very different story for him when he hits free agency because that 2019 season it's just 82 games and he does not look particularly solid 2017 you're looking at 25 home runs a 109 wrc plus positive defense and then in 2018 27 home runs a 122 wrc plus positive defense and he is will be 31 in uh, February, so just a little bit younger than Simmons. But I, who would you rather gamble on? I mean, I would definitely rather gamble on Gregarious than I would on Simmons. Uh, yes, Simmons did have that 2019 injury plague season, but that's about it. The rest of the years, he's been you know 134, 150 game type of guy. Uh, I think all three of these guys unfortunately for them, just aren't that same tier. And again, with Simmons, you're dealing with the injuries and the aging, and you're dealing with the fact that offensive production's never been there. 
with Marcus Simeon, you're dealing with one good year, one great year, one amazing year, and then kind of average. And then with uh, Didi, he should be the one who gets the bulk of the attention. But if you're a team that's looking to add a shortstop, if you want that chance to maybe recruit Lindor early or to make your pitch, if you want to try to do what the Dodgers did with Mookie Betts, he's still in a league of his own. And I don't think those guys hurt the market. The depth could hurt it a little. Uh, but I think it's more going to come down to his arbitration cost than anything else. I had the mad thinker, uh, Mike Bobel, email me about talking Nats, that they had done an arc about possible minor league uh, realignment. And he wanted to know what I thought about it. And I think it's wacky and daft. I, I understand what they're trying to do here. But the Indians went out of their way to put almost all of their minor leagues uh, close together and to have AA and AAA very accessible when you need to send players down. Uh, in this piece, they turn Akron into a high A team. They make Cleveland's low A team be Greensboro. And they make Cleveland's double A team, Hartford. Uh, the Indians would have no zero interest in having a team that far out. Like, they would not want, they wouldn't agree with that. They would not want to sit there and have to be looking at a team in in Greensboro and a team in in uh, Hartford. So I think this is, again, kind of a, a daffy plan. I'm sure it probably makes the most sense for the Nationals, uh, because again, this was a Nationals theme blog that's not to knock or dig on them if i made one it would be very indians theme that's the way this works naturally but if the indians were to lose affiliates uh i mean they would, they would never lose akron or columbus they've spent too much time investing in those and i think there's value in lake county for them and there's way i mean maybe there's a world where let's see i don't think that even works. maybe you know lake county gets moved up to at least in a system like this, I think it almost makes more sense for Lake County to get moved up to a, a double-A squad if you're moving Akron down to A. I still don't think it's the most sense, but that could make some sense. I think there's also things where, like, Philadelphia still has Redding in here. If you're going to get rid of a minor league team, I mean, Redding's ballpark isn't a minor league ballpark. It's one of the worst uh, ballparks in baseball in terms of being able to garner any value out of it because... There's just no knowledge. It's, it's just such a bad park. It is so hitter-friendly. Uh, the other weird thing, just looking through this, is that Milwaukee gets a minor league team that's just labeled Wisconsin. So that's just sitting there. Uh, Wisconsin as a minor league team. Um, Wisconsin currently doesn't have any, at least near me, minor league teams. I have looked into that. So it's an interesting idea, and I applaud anyone going through the time and effort to try to put one of these together. But I think it's uh, my general look on that was, no, it just doesn't make too much sense. Like, the Indians have spent too much time getting everything more centralized and easier to access. And why do they want all that centralization? Because of the way they do their pitching coordination, the way they do their developmental structures, the way they do their um, their physical, you know, their the way they work with, you know, just body mechanics. They like the ability that you can go spend a day at one minor league park, easily go to the next one, easily just spend a few hours in the car. You could even go from one stadium to the other in the same day if you wanted. And that's part of what they have done in terms of just making their development easier is by greater access. So yeah, if MLB came to them about this, moving two of their affiliates 
well out of range, uh, the Indians would not be uh, happy or looking to do that. I know I talked about old friend alert, but we are already running long on this podcast today. So that is not going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, We will not talk about Trevor Bauer's brilliance or Mike Clevenger's injury. Uh, My quick notes on both is Bauer's been great, but he's still not the Cy Young when you look at what Burns, Darvish, and DeGrom have done. Clevenger, I'm never going to root for a player to be hurt or view it as, hey, we won the deal because Clevenger continues to have little injuries. That guy worked his tail off to get where he is, and I hope that he comes back and is absolutely fantastic for the Padres. And I hope that everyone the Indians got in the trade turns into an above-average major leaguer, and I hope everyone ends up being happy because of it. I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Locked on Indians podcast. You can find me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. Thank you, everyone, for the ratings, the reviews, the interactions, and just downloading and listening every time you do. I very much appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. And as always, go Tribe!